Hello and welcome to episode 79 of the Alfa Romeo Driver podcast, brought to you by the Alfa Romeo Owners Club. I'm Guy Swarbrick, and with me to discuss recent and upcoming club events, I have club chairman John Griffiths, Thames Valley section secretary and board member Kirsty Hodson, club manager Nick Wright, and Mito collector David Faithful. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. Okay. Yeah, so I thought we've got us all together after the, the first event of the year, so that's the obvious first place to start. That spring Alpha Day was a bit of a disappointment, wasn't it? <laughs> was it though was it <laughs> well you, you're the man with the numbers nick how how much of an undisappointment was it we had i would say from spring up a day record 603 cars and 1090 people there which is wow. pretty amazing isn't it for a, yeah for it? a gray day in early april very much so. And uh, yeah, we, we had 450 last year up the road at, at Burley House, which was a lovely blue sky day. But this venue, despite it having a rather high ticket price to get in, certainly brings people along. And it has done for over 20 years now when we've been there. And, you know, it's a firm favourite on the calendar. Obviously, a lot of car people love aircraft too. And uh, it's a great excuse to come along. And I picked up loads of notes about people wanting to bring their dad with them. I think we saw a bit of that. <laughs> but uh, there certainly seem to be all sorts of people along there as ever and a lovely arrangements of cars too I think the irony this year was the, the aircraft is part of what brings people there but the number of people I've spoken to who said with 600 plus cars there they, they either had no time at all to go to the, the aircraft <laughs> exhibitions or, or squeezed it into the last 20 minutes at the end which is that's right they all wanted to go yeah, yeah this year I finally went in the Land Warfare Museum I've not been in that for about three visits to the site so quite enjoyed that and uh, always like to go and see the tiger tank down the very bottom end there it's always so <laughs> impressive <laughs> so that made a change and you say it was a grey day guy but in fact it was the best day we've had for weather around here for the last fortnight <laughs> yeah well, that's... the week before and week after either been windy windy wet or both and to be fair although people can't see this on the podcast I, I drove to and from the venue um, with the roof down on my spider and have quite a seriously <laughs> sunburned forehead so Good man. <laughs> the, the, sun, the sun did break through did the great thing about the location is also that there are actually aircraft flying. So um, it's not just a static museum, is it? There's planes going up and down and you saw the hurricane take off. You know, it's it's a really, it is an active airfield and it's good to see that whilst you're wandering around because you basically just look up and there's, an, there's a hurricane or a Spitfire flying. And, and of course, it was two active airfields in one on the day. So after a little bit of negotiation with Duxford ATC, we were we were able to get the drone up and get some aerial video and still footage of the cars, which was quite yeah, good fun. Yeah, that's, that's really, really good. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed that on our YouTube channel, that, that 20 or so minutes, because it's quite clever how you've edited it, Guy. Obviously, it goes in a kind of time, chronological order, but you can see how the event built. You know, I really enjoyed that. And the key thing was I was able to count the number of Tenales there because I'd left that end of the field and I was able to go back and see and we actually had nine along which I think was two from our sponsoring dealers Research Garage in Dunedin and Depeche and the team brought that over with, with a model year 2023 Julia and a, and a, and a smart um, Stelvio as well but but yeah to see that there were seven club members with them there including I think there were at least two of the, of the plug-in hybrids that they picked them up last week yeah which which yeah. is a, a bit of a sore point one, one of those was was uh, Alan Greenhalgh's wife Tanya, who had the the GTAM there in the in the glorious red livery as well. Yeah, and, and ironically, I I said I drove away from the venue with the roof down. I drove to the PHEV launch. Yeah, so I, I I'm still under embargo from that, so I can't tell you about the car that I drove in Yorkshire. <laughs> 
But I can yeah. tell you about Alan's. Yeah, then the one you saw. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I must say, I, I spoke to them as well, and another fellow who, who was in a red one, and he said that although it's only got a 1300 turbo, it actually sounds really good. So I'm looking forward to actually having a go myself yeah, I'm on not Monday sure. at my local dealer. So. I'm not sure if I can talk about the sound of it. I'm, 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 no. I'm allowed to talk about the look of it and the fact that it exists, but I'm not allowed to talk about driving impressions until okay, okay. the 29th of the month. And I, this, I think- will, this will have to come at a later date, yeah. <laughs> so I'm trying it on the 24th, so <laughs> let's um, well, I, I can't say this, but I think you'll enjoy it. Oh, good, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> Just on the drone, that created a lot of novelty effect for all the visiting members as well, because uh, yeah. everybody kept looking up. And as the drone was <laughs> flying around, the volume of of neck aches we must have all got yeah. <laughs> turning to see a drone above us and worrying it's going to take our hair off or something. Was quite, uh, it was. It, <laughs> it was, was quite good fun actually. It was at a safe altitude at all all times. <laughs> And I tell you what, they're a lot quieter than the early ones were. I remember my first one at an auto salary event and wondering what the hell this thing was with four <laughs> little propellers on it. That must be over ten years ago now, but it was yeah. it was a, it was a proper drone from the noise, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, this one's like a, a sort of distant hornet or something. It's yeah, uh, yeah, not particularly loud. And and our first, oh, well, not our first because we we had them in the national outfit, I guess. Um, but nice to see three club marquees, one of which was dedicated to to Alpha Female. Yes, it was lovely to have a stand right in the middle, in the central place. Um, at NAD last year, we were kind of slightly out of the way, but on Spring Alpha Day, Ali Taylor, who's one of the Alpha female team and myself, we had loads of people turn up and come and talk to us. Really enthusiastic people. We managed to give away every single one of our teddy bears. Yeah. <laughs> and lots of leaflets and car stickers. And we've got quite a few new members on the Facebook page out of that. And we've also got another volunteer signed up. Um, and we've got an event coming up in a couple of weeks' time for that. So actually, everyone really loved the fact that we were there and we were central and they could come and ask questions about the club and, and that section of the club as well. So really, yeah. really good day for us. We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about Ragazzi later on. We, we also formally introduced our youth section on the day and there was a bit of a crossover. I saw one alpha female hoodie on a, on somebody who looked as though it's going to be several years before she's able to drive a car. <laughs> yes, yes there was. And um, there were an awful lot of teddy bears on dashboards as well, scattered around the site I noticed. And people came up to us saying oh where did you get that can I have one of those yeah. because yeah it was it was a fashionable trend yeah um, absolutely yeah and certainly on the on the main uh, kind of signing up point for members which was adjacent to you we I was there witnessing signing up two two ladies who came straight over to you which was which was good fun good day one of the things I found quite interesting was the the mix of cars this time because it as always you know there's a, a big turnout of of 916s the spider and GTV owners are always there in force and Quite a, a lot of of GTs and one five nines and and Breras and Spiders, mm. but the thing that struck me was just the sheer volume of Julius. Yeah, yeah, just the, far more than I've seen at any previous event. I missed Ned last year, but um, yeah, it was almost the the biggest individual model there was was the current Julia. You're right. I mean, the car's been out for over seven years now, of course. So uh, I, I walked along that line, and uh, there was a lovely selection of them, and you could tell that some were the earlier, some obviously the very very latest. We just had that one dark grey um, new model year twenty three with the new uh, ziggy zaggy Tonali style headlights. But I think Alpha's done a really good job on that because it's got the original body panels but it does have that little degree of freshness for the new new style grills and lights it just freshens it up a bit without suddenly making you know that the, the original shape 
look out of date. Yeah. So it's, it's a good balance, I think. Um, a bit a bit in the same way that the 156 went through, a couple of minor facelifts, really. A fairly major facelift at the end, but yes. not on that quite, quite that scale. There were a lot of Juliettas as well. We filled our row completely. Yeah. Very, very yeah. popular model. Yeah, the row behind that was was good and large as well. And, of course, the, the Mitos were at the back there, David, but, <laughs> but a, a decent number of those. As well, yeah. a Fiat had sneaked in. Fiat 500 sneaked in as well. Yeah, I, oh, I noticed that. that. I noticed we let, that. We let them in. It's fair. Yeah, just, yeah. yeah the Mitos were on a good display. Actually, it, it was very... We were at um, at uh, Duxford four or five years ago, wasn't we? And it, it sort of yeah. felt volumes had changed around a bit. As Guy said, we had a, we had an awful lot of what I, what we tend to call modern classics yeah. and not so many Julia's, Juliettas and Mitos. I mean, there were, there were a good turnout. I seem to remember 30 or so Mitos at that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the volumes on the moderns field was was quite astonishing. The Juliettas, Julia's and the Mitos, they really came out in force. It was really cool to see that. Yeah, I like the, um, I mean, a lot of the credit's got to go down to Phil Gotts, who was the core coordinator from East Anglia of all the 20 plus helpers. Uh, he was supported by Ken and Sue Carrington, who got a number in from Essex, and uh, Stuart Taylor and Jeremy Kitson had got a couple along from Hearts and Southbeds too. But they, they all did a super job on the day of, of lining the cars up. And although we did the three basic divisions of modern classics, classics and and moderns, within those areas, they've done a really nice arrangement, I thought. So the, you've got the 105 series. I was going to say, there was a sneaky 105 nice. corner, wasn't there? There was, yeah, which Stuart Taylor was no doubt on registrar <laughs> behind. Uh, but, but it it, it was all very tidily arranged, but at the same time, you could walk along a row and there was a degree of randomness. <laughs> Certainly fa- facing that long line of Julia's where you've got the mixture of classics. So you know, you've got your Alfettas mixed up with loads of 33s, your 75 and so on. In fact, the, the only missing model that I noticed was there wasn't one 164 there. Yet we've got virtually everything else. Yeah. I'm going to go back and look at the drone footage to check. But, <laughs> it wasn't but one, that was think. probably the only one. You know, there were a couple of one six sixes and uh, you know, a few of the other uh, uh, of the um, what do we call them now? You know, the, the breeds that are dying out. But uh, it was just a really nice uh, kind of layout within a layout. If you're with me, they did a great job on that. So the one drawback of having the drone is that you can see when the lines aren't straight now, can't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah well, the, and, and the drawback of the lines not being straight when you're flying the drone is you've got to constantly try and adjust it so it looks as though it's going straight down the line when the line the line's not going straight, which was yeah. a challenge. That um, real classic section, if you like, the the mm. non non 105 classic group. Yeah. On the one hand, it was it was a slightly lower number than I was expecting, but as you say, the variety was was fantastic, yeah. and and lots of models that you you see very rarely. There were a couple of I don't think I've seen two thirty three sport wagons at an event for for no. a long long time. I didn't know there were two thirty three sport <laughs> yeah. wagons left to be. To tiny be honest. number left, tiny number, far fewer thirty threes and alpha suds now. Yeah, and there were some gorgeous suds there, and some that I'm pretty sure were were there that weren't at National Alpha Day last year among that sixty odd that we had. So yeah, some great stuff to see. And I did speak to um, a number of people on the day about the cars and and recently prepped Alpha suds actually in sprints, and we had a, a lovely white sprint. 
that uh, that one one of the public vote runner up places, and we brought that over at the the end of the show to line up with the other prize winners. And the fellow who'd done that has really created a kind of you know something along the lines of a of a, of a singer Porsche 911. So you know he's fitted a few little modifications to it, like bullet uh, shaped uh, door mirrors that obviously weren't standard, but they just kind of suit it. And he and he'd got some super five spoke alloys that are a little bit fatter than than were true back in the day but it was a beautifully tastefully done car and uh, there were just so many good ones the guys uh, in the end it was it was phil gotts and stuart taylor that chose the uh the kind of experts view of the, of the class winners but uh, it was a hell of a job for them but they, they came up with some with some interesting cars i can go through those if you fancy yeah no that'd be good okie dokie so um in in the modern classification it actually we didn't really mention them earlier but it was a stelvio that won that one in visconti green that belongs to john waymont and family and that, that was a a really nice original colour and spec by him back when there was a vast a range of, of uh, modifications that you could do on sorry personalizations you could do on a car and so it's got yellow seat belts and yellow calipers really tidy car that one and they look after it really well too then ian osborne who's a, a past concourse entrant uh, he, he in the more uh, the future classic category he got his lovely 166 in blue shined up to a shilling with its interesting cream interior and zender body kit so that was a worthy winner i know he entered the um, concourse at nad and came runner up with that car and then another past Schoenshine winner, actually, the 33 Permanent Four won the classic category against all kinds of, op- of opposition. And that was Andy Kemp. And that car is just utterly spotless. We had it on the, the club's classic mode show stand at the NEC in November, but uh, it always makes me laugh when I speak to him because he bought that as a daily driver. He was just going to prep it a little bit, <laughs> but he's just got more and more into it. And it's ended up being re- repainted top, bottom and underneath. <laughs> Beautiful car. And then, of course, we have the John Dooley Award then um, in honour of our uh, racing driver, former chairman. That's where somebody chooses a car that we know John would have been particularly liked, i.e. a fast road or perhaps track day spec classic. And that was the Alfetta Saloon belonging to Richard Leggett that's been very tastefully done. I'm sure you could pretty readily put roundels on the doors and enter it into a race, but uh, it's even got the, uh, the full roll cage in it. Um, but really, really smart uh, Alfetta saloon that you don't see very often converted like that. Yeah, we don't see very often at all these days. No, no, no. I should also mention then we had the public vote, of course, and uh, David came up with a fantastic idea of a QR code and our new wonderful website that people were able to do a digital vote for their favourite car. And uh, the winner of that was Kirsten Joss with an outrageous Mito with its glitter panels on it, but uh, a, a nice machine. Yeah, and that, that area where we displayed the winners at the end had some some interesting inhabit uh, occupants earlier in the day yeah. and we talked about alan's gtam but that was joined by two others plus a, a gta which was that's more than 10 percent of all the gtas and gtams yeah. in the uk which is is not bad going and a, a couple of eight c's and yeah, yeah it was a, a, a and uh, did anybody do a count of the four C's there? Oh gosh, now you're going to twenty-two. I think wasn't it? Twenty-two. Was yeah. called, which is which is brilliant. I remember some of the recent Duxfords just on the back of the four C's because 
I think we did one in 2015 and 2016. So we've got the the first time it was all coupes. The next time there were the Spider was a star machine. But we you know it's clearly a really popular car in, in club members' hands. Uh, they're so special and, and it's great to group them together at shows. And the 1900 yeah. touring race car that turned up was rather tasty as well. Oh, it, it was. It, it was. indeed. Yeah. It, yeah. it came, came and parked in one of the spots reserved for a GTAM, but yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think everybody was quite happy with that. It fitted indeed. nicely. It did. It did. So how good is how good is it, and what does it say about us as a club when our main arena has got four GTAs, that nineteen hundred, two eight Cs, and a one five six cross wagon? Yes, yeah. absolutely brilliant. That. That. Shouldn't forget that car. I mean, it's yeah. so rare in the UK. Gosh, do, do we know of another one? Uh, no, I know he brought okay. that one. He brought that one back from Poland, didn't he? he drove it all the way back. Yeah, but I, I'm not aware of another one. I don't think I've seen another one in the UK at any show anywhere. So they're yeah, a really fascinating car with a jacked up suspension and the added uh, kit. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's like a, an Audi Allroad, but pretty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> and, uh, with a decent it was, engine. It was bizarre that it, I think they, they arrived in about 2003, just at the, the end of the 156 life. But I can only imagine somewhere along the line there were delays in bringing it to market. But, yeah. uh, so we, talk, we talked briefly about Regazzi. So that was the other thing that happened at the event was we had our first... Um, Regazzi get together mm-hmm. and I, I think for those of you who missed the announcement on Facebook and in other places Regazzi is our new section for members who are broadly speaking 30 and, and under with a little bit of, of flexibility on that and they had their kind of first get to get informal get together at, at Duxford a couple of group photos that we'll have in section news in the uh, the next issue of the magazine but I think one of the things that was kind of interesting there I mean it's it's a 13 year age group so it's it, there's quite a lot of difference between a, a 17 year old Regazzi member mm. and a 30 year old Regazzi member but I, I was kind of expecting Mito and Julieta to, to dominate and they do mm-hmm. But there's there's a couple of Breras, there's quite a few nine one sixes of of various sorts, a couple of GTs, a couple of Julias, new Julias, one yeah. one one oh five Julia, at least one four C. Um, so there's yeah. there's quite a a mix there, and and already Kirsty talked about new members in the Alpha Female Facebook group. Um, I think Ooh. we went from twenty three to nearly sixty in the in the Regazzi group over the course of that event. So Yeah, that's great. Of course, it'll be another area where we have crossover. And, uh, you know, the modifieds is an obvious thing. But but I think it's it's a really good thing for the club to be doing. And uh, there's so many other club uh, car clubs want to attract younger people that we can do something different. And I think, Guy, as well, we've often talked about the, the need for the club to do more social media-wise, but these guys just do it all the time. Yeah. And <laughs> will be perfect to engage the one thing we haven't seen yet is i some of the drone footage i shot i shot in in tiktok mode in portrait mode and, I, right, and I didn't yeah. even bother editing that i just sent it to the regazzi social media guys to let them, them get on <laughs> yeah. with it but you're right there is a crossover i mean there are there are modified female regazzi that sounds wrong doesn't it yeah yeah but you know what i mean <laughs> there are people yeah. who are in all all three um sections slash registers yeah. so and why not just to um just to mention john mentioned that we had the um smartphone voting for your favourite car of the day, which is a world first for this club, actually. That's the first time yeah. we've done that. However, Nick and I were very worried, thinking, well, are gonna, are people actually going to do it or will people be cross that they have to come and fill out a form if they don't have a smartphone and so on? We had a, almost 140 votes using that QR code. 
Yeah. So it did work out all right. I think. I think it's it's a good reflection and and timely as we as we launch Regazzi that we're we're basically offering QR code scanning on the program, immediate voting, and we saw the votes coming in in real time, and we it helped us count them before we uh, would ordinarily have yeah. been able to. And courtesy of Nick's uh, random number generator, we were able to do the prize draw from it as well, weren't oh, we? Oh, do you know, so... <laughs> I'm so pleased. With... I mean, it sounds a really simple thing, doesn't it? But of course, you've got 140 <laughs> votes plus about another 25 or 30 paper votes. Yeah. How do you pick it out of a hat? You can't, can you? Yeah. So we had to allocate a, a unique number to each of the paper votes. Each of the electronic votes with a yeah. unique number, generate a random number, and hey, presto. But yeah, it yeah. was a few minutes of panic where Nick and I were thinking, yeah. oh my God, what have we done? But we managed to recover it anyway, and it was still all fair and above the board. Absolutely. Well, it's, and it's nice to see QR codes, you know, the overnight success they've been since they were launched in... <laughs> In 1994. Yeah. <laughs> 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 No, I didn't eat that. <laughs> I think no, I'd, I'd taken a sandwich because I know I was nervous, <laughs> and I managed to stop that in between signing some members up. So the um, the burger van did great. look quite like just a burger van. I, I do. I'm hopeful somewhere yeah. else on the site there was you know vegetarian and vegan options. I mean, I'm happy yeah. with meat, but there, I, but no. there was there was in the American hangar. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. So they they got good stuff in there. So, but again, people often go to the nearest thing they see and, and form a queue without necessarily, you know, looking at the nice program and seeing where the other options were. Yeah. But, yeah. but still, it's fine. But no, I, I, I picked up on a, on a really, really happy vibe uh, at, at the whole event, really. It was lovely. Um, and loads of people coming up and saying, oh, you know, this is brilliant to see again. I went to National Alpha Day last year. I didn't realise Spring Alpha Day was similar and, you know, it was really, really good. You, you I, didn't I, say. I you say, didn't say. We didn't realise it was similar either. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But no, no. It's it's great to see it. It really is. And um, I think that there are a number of sites I, I won't forget. Uh, one was I don't think I've ever seen Ken Carrington wearing a high vis directing traffic ever. <laughs> it's brilliant to see Ken. Ken was really grafting with the Essex section, getting the cars lined up. Um, but yeah, having so many uh, volunteers was was fab. That's something I normally have to get involved with uh, for for the big events. But Phil got got a great response from all of the local sections. Well, it's, it, it was a really nice layout to be a volunteer at. I think because uh, yeah. often all the volunteers have uh, are spread far and wide and and don't get to talk to each other. But I think they were able. Mm to kind of hang around at that junction in the middle and then yeah. go off and do their assigned section as new cars arrived, but still, you know, socialise, apart from the people at the at the gate, obviously. Yeah. But at, at some events, you know, there's there's a marshal every 200 metres yeah, or something. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But no, I thought that worked really well. I was looking through the online ticket site post-event and there was a surprisingly high number of people bought the tickets over the Saturday night or even the Sunday morning. 
Just yeah, yeah. Other people with busy diaries or no faith in the weather forecast. Well, the, the the weather had it kind of got steady on the forecast for the three or four days beforehand, but in the two weeks leading up to it, it was all over the place. It was mm. pouring with rain yeah. and gale force winds, and then the next day it was sunny all day. And um, so yeah, I, I can understand that to a degree. Well, we do know it's that we've seen this certainly since COVID, and we introduced the advanced ticket sales more seriously. Um, people always leave it to the last minute, no matter what. So. Well, I know no, we we managed to because the um, the hard standing area was just outside of the range for the the drone for my permit, yeah. permitted airspace. We managed to persuade the four GTAs to to come behind the marquees to do a photo shoot yeah. at the end. And I know at, at least two of fifty percent of all the GTA owners um, were a, <laughs> a bit reticent to to go on there in the fear they might get stuck in the grass. Oh, right, Which, when yeah. you think about, you know, we've had we had an okay week after about four weeks of rain. But yeah. the grass was actually, you know, it was yeah. it was good and long from the rain that it had had, but it was it was pretty solid. The van sat on it quite happily, didn't it? Even on the Saturday, we were yeah. yeah, exclusive yeah. van because there's only one of those there and not four. It sounds <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and how many votes did it get in the public vote competition? Uh, just just, six, just the it? one, I think. Just yours. I, I was slightly maybe, concerned maybe. If, the, uh, if the random number generator came up with Nick's vote for his band. So I would have, I would have fudged it if that had happened, but we didn't. Yeah. We didn't have that. We do need right. that Alfa Romeo badge on the front of that Evico, though. We're gonna have to get one sorted. <laughs> do, yeah. Just on the um, without going on and on about the the GTAs and GTAMs. Mm. Um, we should put a big thank you out to Alan Greenhouse because he, it, I think it was down to him, him politely but consistently yeah. hassling the uh, the owners. I know that there's a there's a secret GTA and GTAM WhatsApp group amongst the owners, and I think Alan did a terrific job rallying support, getting them there, and so on. So big big shout out to him. And I, I was yeah. I was stood talking to him when his was the only one there, and yeah. and he was he was really quite nervous about the 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 With promise the, the promise he'd made yeah. to Nick and the fact that. It, it was looking as though they wouldn't come there. And he, and I, I've spoken to them all. They 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 say they're coming, and then yeah. and then one by one they turned up. But well, was- having seen them all, having seen them all, I know I know I definitely need three. I do want a GTA <laughs> version as well as a GTA M. I need a red one, a green one, and one in the full racing battle dress. So. I think I'll settle on three. We we had one. There's one variation we didn't have there, which we do have in the club. So Mike Hilton, who mm-hmm. um, one of our virtual racers and and indeed an Arca uh, racer in his four C, yeah. he has a GTA but with the full GTAM body kit on it. Oh yes, um, yes. which so you've got the rear seats. Yeah, uh, and it's, yeah. it's quite an interesting choice because it looks it very much looks the part, but yeah. <laughs> but still has a, a usable rear cabin. Yeah, hopefully the rear doors do open. They do. Then. Yeah, they so, do. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yes, it's not a meto. No. <laughs> very, very sadly, I'm sure they're disappointed. <laughs> Actually, <clears throat> saying about the what one of the uh, early arrivers, of the, one of the meto owners, said hello because uh, they'll remain nameless, but they're a really nice member. And, and they said they wasn't sure whether to come or not because they thought the ticket price was a bit expensive. And I said, well, look, have you been to Duxford before? And he said, no. I said, right, well, go all around Duxford. Duxford and mm. see if you think it's good. But anyway, at the end of the day, he came up and said, my God, the ticket value was brilliant value here. I had no idea this place was so enormous and big. So so I think yeah. we always have that, don't we, where some will think 
you know, ticket pricing is A, governed by us when in some places like Duxford it isn't, and B, seems expensive. But see the volume, the value you get from some of these places is terrific for yeah, members, I think. absolutely. And we always try and have a balance during the year. If you look at some of the other events we do where it can be as, as little as £10 a car. Yeah. You know, yeah. where where you know perhaps the entry to the stately home is on top of that, but uh, we always uh, try and make it as good a value as we can. And people should know that in this instance, for a club member, we were only making about two pounds per person, mm-hmm. and that's just you know that's all it is. And it's the club's doing it as, uh, effectively at cost, so you know that helps to cover expenses and production of trophies and so on and so on. Although we do have a sponsor in in the shape of Research Garage there at the weekend to uh, to help on that front too. And talking of uh, expenses then, without putting on a spot, Nick, this was the first big event with the shop in the new van. Presumably the, well, the new van obviously got you there. Was it good to have the new van? It was, especially after a long day like that, to get into something comfortable and drive home was was a pleasant change. Um, I didn't need the air conditioning, particularly. uh, That's disappointing. You should have had it on anyway and frozen yourself just so we got value. (laughs) And I understand you used the van to kind of automatically unload all of the boxes for the shop in the... On Saturday afternoon. We'll gloss over that one guy. That's fine. <laughs> you're you're going to have to explain what you're talking about because the listeners are yeah. going to think, what the hell is he on about? I'm just going to cut it out because it would be embarrassing <laughs> to, to tell everybody that Nick drove around with the boxes unsecured in the back and they all flew, <laughs> flew around. Yeah, it was. I'm. I really wish I'd taken a photo when we opened the door. I should have taken a photo because it, it was like a from a sitcom or something. It was quite funny. I bought cargo net. You'd be pleased to hear. So we'll be alright moving forwards. <laughs> so that'll go over the top after you put everything in it and kind yeah. of wrap it together. Yeah, put it over the van. Yeah. Put, put it. Yeah, yeah. Put it on a pallet, and then you can just slide the whole lot out of the back doors when you arrive. Yeah. yeah. Or just idea. open, open the back doors moving. and drive past drive them. Moving, yeah. <laughs> Oh, great idea. So we've got a few more good events coming up as well, haven't we, on the immediate horizon? I know we've got a couple from Auto Italia uh, that we always like to go and support, obviously, as as our members do. Great day. It's always really good there. And it looks like they'll have a 1930s uh, 6C there this year. Oh, oh, excellent stuff. Yeah, so that's at Brooklands and using the Mercedes-Benz test track. Yeah. Um, the one I'm looking forward to is, is a bit more local to me in the Midlands on 4th of June. It's the, the Viva Italia event at Starwell Aerodrome, which is a which is a lovely venue. Um, A-Rock will be there in force, obviously, but this has got a, an active runway and they'll be closing it for periods to do runway runs, apparently, from different clubs and different car owners. So That'll be be nice to see as well as as all the good static stuff. It's great to have a bit of mo- movement, and obviously we're looking forward to that National Alpha Day at Vista on twentieth of August. And of course, everything we do works perfectly first time, always. And, and we we had a couple of ads in the current magazine, and indeed on the program for for Duxford uh, for some mm. forthcoming events particularly uh, Cotswold Alpha Day and Southwest Alpha Day. Um, given that people have those adverts in front of them potentially at the moment, Nick, there's been a, a couple of updates, hasn't there? There has. We've had to postpone from basically due to circumstances beyond our control. Southwest Alpha Day, um, I can say everyone with a diary and a pencil should get those together. It will be on the 16th of September. Uh, the venue to be advised 
but very in, shortly, in, in the southwest, presumably. In the southwest, yes. There are several <laughs> venues down there. Then, so. Yeah, I, I understand. <laughs> it's quite a large area. <laughs> but just... <laughs> um, Cotswolds Day, again, we've had to postpone that. Um, but we've got a Zoom meeting um, 27th of April so next week um, for all the Cotswolds members. So if any of those are listening to this and want to join in on that, um, please do just drop me an email. We can get you the link through again, or they should have it. But yeah, that's to discuss um, the Cotswold section, basically. And, and I guess one of the one of the good things about having moved to all tickets in advance is we don't have to warn people not to turn up at the venues that are advertised in the magazine because they won't have yes. been able to buy a ticket in advance. But <laughs> no, they won't have one anyway. Yeah, that's but true. you can you can clear those dates in your diaries for now. Yeah. So uh, around about the time, around about a week after, I think. Southwest Alpha Day would have been. We had Scottish Italian Car Day, which is still going ahead. The usual fantastic venue of Hope Dune House uh, on the, and I can see on video, you can't see this. John is looking up the date in the magazine. It's on 28th of May. I knew that. (laughs) (laughs) I shall be there with the van. Yeah, that is a fantastic event. It's it's quite interesting. It means we'll have a a run of three events that we're attending that are all multi-mark Italian events, which... Um, I think is a very very different feel to to one of our own events, but all good stuff. It's nice to see uh, some of the other marks there. Indeed. And don't forget, I'm sure everyone was keen to mention, but I'll, I'll get in there first, is Mito 15th anniversary on the 19th of June at Kerbera. You've taken the next thing off my list. That would be popular. Yeah. <laughs> um, and just while we're on Kerbera, we have also booked a track day for any members who wish to travel down to Kerbera. That's Wednesday the 9th of August. So we'll be publishing that probably around about the time this podcast goes live yeah so that's for any members in any alfa romeo wednesday the 9th of august cheap day out brilliant fun round kerbera guaranteed good weather but it, it works absolutely fine <laughs> if it's chucking it down as well it just adds to yeah. the excitement and look, keep keep an eye out because we are also looking at larger, therefore more expensive track day events just for members. Richard Murth is looking at partnering with Javelin. So it'll be at the much larger tracks. Mm-hmm. As a result, the price will be a bit more expensive. So for those who want to take it a bit more seriously than perhaps a day at Kerbera, we do have things in the pipeline. So keep an eye out for those. Well, I think that's probably all we have time for this week. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Sam. Um, Thank you, Saul. Superb. We'll be back in two weeks' time on Sunday, the 7th of May, when we'll be handing over the podcast to the Arock Ragazzi. Episode 80 will be available to download from 1.30pm from Google Podcasts, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, the club's website, and everywhere else good podcasts are found. Until then, stay safe. Stay safe.